Hello everyone, this is Geraldine St. Joseph and we are here today in January of 2021 with three tarot readers. We're going to have a nice lively discussion. This is called Mysteries, Mystics, and Metaphysics. Thank you for joining. And our three tarot readers are myself, Laura Harwood of Paris Study, and Jordan Hoggard. Do you have a specific name to your company? or Inner Gold emanations. Inner gold emanations. Laura and I both work for Paris Study, which is a nonprofit in Chester Heights, Pennsylvania, and we also have our own businesses. So let's begin. What are your own businesses, if I may ask, just so everyone on the, on the, on the session knows? I have a Voice of Spirit and um, Gabriel's Trumpet Enterprises. Do you just go by your name, Laura, or do you have a company name? It's La La Land. Oh, La La Land. That's awesome. That's, that's good. That, it goes so well with Carnival. Yes. The, the, the series, not like yeah. New Orleans, but so, yeah. Do you awesome. have um, a YouTube? Do you have a YouTube channel or anything, Laura? Uh, yes, I do. Not much on there, but <laughs> I started that at, um, back in, I think, like 2018 or 2016, maybe. I'm not sure which, but... Yeah, I did some readings on there for free. Okay. So what we'll do is at the end, you guys can talk about like different things that, that you have to offer. And I will also get uh, copies to links of all that. And we'll put it in the description when I, when I post it, when I send this out. So let's begin. So Jordan, how did you discover the tarot? Um, I discovered, discovered the tarot when I was four and a half years old, and I was so fascinated, probably for a year prior, my mom would be looking at these things. I didn't know what they were. Um, I was preparing, preparing as a four-year-old would, to go into like major surgery at the Mayo Clinic. So I'm kind of homebound in a way, but most four-year-olds are. You, I mean, you kind of have an inner preschool, but there was just this golden background thing and she had a writer weight and and i mean i i would one day no babysitter she went to the store well i think i had screwed up her shoes or something so i wasn't really allowed to go into her closet so there's a rule but i knew where the tarot deck was and so i leaned in grabbed the casement and i reached so I technically never went in there. My feet never touched the floor. Um, but I grabbed her deck and I brought it out and I'm like, oh, and you know, the box and the book over across the room. And she came home 30 minutes later and I've got the cards all the way around the floor. And she walked in and she went, oh, little Jordy here. And she, she leaned in to hand me the book and I went and I love this because I didn't know, remember, know this story until I was 23. And she told me when I said, Hey mom, I'm, I'm doing professional terror readings now. She goes, really now what's this now thing? And I mean, I, I was baffled and she said, you don't remember you remember when you were two and three, but you don't remember that. 
okay, cool. This is a coup de mom. Um, because usually my memory would <laughs> exceed hers way back. And she said, you were sitting on the floor. The cards were spread out all in front of you. I handed you the book. You took it. You shoved it in the box. And you said in a very whatever turn tone, mom, M-A-W-M, mom, I'm not doing a reading. The cards are just telling me stories. Well, so at 23, having discovered Carl Jung, the collective unconscious, my own place of creation and what I now call my man womb, you know, from creation, um, there was a deep appreciation that I, that I found right at that moment because the cards telling you stories is the point. Mm -hmm. So I, I realized that I kind of Benjamin buttoned. I kind of went <laughs> backwards in my tarot learning. Um, and well, isn't that what most people do with their spiritual nature is we start off really aware and really spiritual as children and then we're taught out of it and life gets in the way and then we come to a point at some point in our lives where all of a sudden it comes back and yes. you're aware of it again and you're like oh wait i remember this i had this a long time and then it's it's like an old friend returning home it very much is except i love that i kind of grew up in texas where mesquite trees will kill you if you don't know to remove the thorn and so there was the it's not Australia where everything will kill you. Um, but I had always had a defiant streak eight miles wide. And so every time someone tried to dial me into a mold, I'm going, that doesn't match my intuition. I don't feel that's correct. And they try to get me to think and I no. And so even in college, it was a bunch of great appeals, frankly, um, where, that that feature that you just mentioned is so present mm -hmm. there's such an impetus to get people to over rationalize and capital r classical greek reason and there as yo-yo ma actually said last week in an interview there's some things that just do not need to be explained and they don't need words and those things i find are what we often I mean, speaking for me only, I can't speak for you two, but that's what we fluidly, fluently deal with is those kind of expressions mm -hmm. in a reading, yes. but with specific words that you can take away and do something with, mm -hmm. not just, oh, I blew your mind and oh, I had a tarot reading, how cool. It's, it's not carnival, it's not cotton candy and popcorn. Well, unless it's got caramel, that's different, but... <laughs> You know, but it's the kind of thing where we can take those, I guess as Jung would call it, the participation mystique, mm -hmm. the, the enacting consciously the unconscious contents. And there is a visual language there that deals with metaphor and picture. And I, I find our... I find, from my perspective, our service is to be able to not so much live in the oracle, so to speak, but, mm -hmm. but yes, but be those people who can speak that, but transliterate it and transpose it so that other people can go, oh, I can do something with that. 
Exactly. If so, that makes sense Laura, from a synopsis. Laura, how did yeah. you discover the tarot? I know we already covered that, but we weren't filming at that time. Right, exactly. No worries. Um, kind of like Jordan, it was around four years old. I got sick of playing penny poker and with my grandmom and my brother and my uncle Ben, who was in very, very, very spiritually awakened. Um, he used to always call me an old soul. Took me in outside, saw me frustrated because I did love playing with cards. Mm-hmm. Um, just even regular read, uh, uh, standard, you know, playing, playing cards. From, yeah, from Showboat. <laughs> but he took me and he gave me a tar- his tarot deck to play with and similarly said, you know, tell me a story. You know, and I would tell him the story of what I saw on the card, and I it was more feeling. Um, so I would just feel it and tell him what I felt, what those cards were telling me, and it blew him away. And he took me under his wing and schooled me. <laughs> yeah, it's good to Beautiful. have someone in your life who is involved in metaphysics or involved in their spirituality who can guide you but unfortunately a lot of people do not have that you know I was lucky that my mom wasn't she was into metaphysics when I was real young like we would sit around in the lotus position and try to project our thoughts to one another but then suddenly she stopped doing everything and she was afraid and never explained to me why even in all these years never told me why so I discovered things on my own and I, I didn't really have anybody to go to. I just followed instinct and my uh, guard guardian guide is Gabriel and he's been around me since I probably before I was born. So I just kind of ask him and I get the answers from him, but it's the same thing. What I love about Tarot itself is that it is a story and each card by itself can be a story there's so much in a card that you can tell a whole story that way or through the different spreads you you can tell a story or looking at the deck as a whole there's a story so it is about being a storyteller so my first deck that i read was a regular playing card deck and then i ended up getting the rider weight deck as someone gave me one one of my boyfriends gave me one when I was like 15, 16 years old. And Laura, what was your first deck? It was the standard Rider Weight. Right, right. And, and then the gummies. And then the gummies. That's cute. <laughs> and how about you, Jordan? What was your first deck? Well, it's the Rider Weight. And then mm-hmm. in my teens, there was the Celtic Tarot. Mm-hmm. And, and then <laughs> it's funny that I, I, didn't, I didn't get the alchemical. Tarot by Bob Place or the Toth until after I had finished my own. I, I took a 2002 to 2005 tarot brainwashing, astrology brainwashing time. And no tarot, no astrology. I started my own architectural firm. Um, I thought, oh, my, te- my architectural clients are going to think I'm too woo-woo. Mm-hmm. Well, then, of course, 2005 starts and I start my own tarot deck. And then I don't tell my tarot clients that I'm an architect because I think they'll think I'm too stuffy. 
So, you know, you're just living the 007 double life, except that's, that's not interesting. Mm -hmm. That's debilitory. That's, there's not like a hanging mission impossible from strings and getting rich, robbing diamonds. And you're watching it going, I'll pay 30 bucks for that. Yeah. And so my first deck was the Rider Waite. And um, I'd say the next true deck was the one I created. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a collection, but I, I would sight read them and then I would put them away. Mm-hmm. And they just, they, they were clear, but they just, it's like speaking French or Italian or Latin or Greek, but you prefer Carl Jung and alchemy. So you drop into the Latin mm-hmm. or you want, you want something that just sounds good. So it's French. I can mm-hmm. cuss you out and you still think I gave you a compliment. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it, it, so none of them ever resonated until then I made my own deck. That's really cool. And so, then and you're every an artist, one of them right? resonated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, every one of them resonated. That's, that's good. So Laura, do you have a favorite deck? I mean, I know that you have several, you said you have the gummy bears, you have the Rider weight and you had the Celtic Tarot also. Do you have a favorite deck that you resonate with that you like to play with when it's just you and the deck playing? Um, really, no, because I get guided. But mm-hmm. um, before any time I go to grab a deck, it's usually I'm guided. So I don't really have a favorite. I, lo- I love them all. I don't think nice. I could pick a favorite because um, they're all tools. That was like one thing that I used to joke about. I, I was like, it's like a handyman going into Home Depot. You know, oh. he, could, he, could, he could pick 10 different hammers for 10 different jobs. I'll tell you what, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, lo- I definitely, and I appreciate a lot of, I appreciate artwork. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was an artist. My daughter's an artist. So, and like you, Geraldine, your son's an artist. You love that artwork and it mm-hmm. speaks to us in certain ways. How many decks do you have that you pull from to read? Like 27. Dang. But I only use three. Okay. They're, how about you, be... Laura? I, I, it depends, like, but I could pick. No, how many do you own that you oh, will total, read at different I times? Think the last time I checked i was up to like a hundred in yeah i'm not a collector like her she's she's up there yeah i have like 140 and that's a mix of tarot and oracle Mm -hmm. i might i've got i got more on christmas so i haven't recounted (laughs) well if i may if i may you made a you made a wonderful point i'd like to bring up about your background Mm -hmm. that you didn't have the mentor so to speak Mm -hmm. And you went in what I call the exiled way, which is actually almost more difficult the other way. And you made your own way and you found your people, so to speak. So I, I, it's interesting to me just on the screen, I'm over here and Laura's over here. And then there's a Terry's red and muted over here. And then there you are and you're in the middle place. And it's like the, the psychic synapse, the space between, and the fool kind of lives in the space between. Um, the, z- the circle, not the zero, the mm-hmm. opportunity and the potential. So I just wanna, I wanna 
back up to call back attention, I think, to your upbringing of that's a whole different way. And I, I, I bring it up because I feel almost 80% of my clients have that experience. They don't have someone metaphysically or spiritually that they've ever been able to look to, except the people that they look to shut them down. Mm-hmm. And so I love the fact that you took, you took Mark Hamill's dark passage. <laughs> I mean, basically, and, and there's a lot in that. And so I just, I just wanted to call attention to that for, for you to give you an accolade, yeah. but, but also for, I think the audience to know that don't worry if there's no one else but you, because if you have a tarot card, there's always two people, the tarot card and you. And if there's no one in the card, there's still one person, you entering the card. So don't ever feel alone. And if you do feel alone, run with it like Geraldine did. And I feel like, so many people are like, well, I can't tell anybody I do this. Da, 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 da. Whereas I will walk into a room and be like, this is who I am. This is what <laughs> Where I do. Where do I put my sign? Exactly. Yeah, I'm just Hooray. like, this is me. This is what it is. And either you can accept me or not accept me. I really don't care. Right. And I think that's the difference is that when you enter a space apologetic about who you are, or even uncertain about who you are, then people will attack you and question and everything. Whereas when you enter a space and you know who you are, not that people haven't questioned me, but I think there's a difference between being questioned and people really attacking you is a little well, bit different. So question, questions imply interest. And exactly. It, and the attacking questions imply intense interest. I mean, I, I mean, you walk into a room as an architect and everyone's like, oh, you're going to do my house? It's like, I don't know. Do I like you? I mean, (laughs) so, I mean, I'm going to interview you. So, no, that's perfect. That's a perfect example because Mm -hmm. when people, you know, put their hands on the hips to go into superpower positions and try to, you know, bring their confidence up, part of that also is releasing the butterflies in the stomach. And the thing is, the butterflies in the stomach are just preparation for activity nerves that's your body dialing up the tack before you pop the clutch and go and the nerves are there for they're they're basically preparation for activity so i get it i mean any any business any profession except then when you come in in metaphysical places and maybe sometimes even in metaphysical circles you get questioned even more because who are you? Why do you believe in what you do? I mean, so I, I, I guess I kind of dropped down to, I don't, I don't believe in tarot. I, I really don't any more than I believe in my range or my fridge, but I use them to nourish myself every day. Mm-hmm. And I laugh that Jung was asked, Carl Jung was asked, do you believe in God? And, and he said, I have no need of belief. I have a deep knowing. Mm-hmm. and and so there's good that answer pl- good answer yeah exactly and so there's that place of we are what we are and i think that's from my perspective what i help my clients to do is you is only you can be mm-hmm. and that's so, a process that's lifelong it so. is um so 
for each of us, like how long, when you're getting a new client, when you're talking to someone for the first time and they ask you, well, how long should the first reading be or how long should we schedule the first reading for? Some of us charge by time, some of us charge by session. So I want to know like which you charge by and how long typically is the first reading with a new client. So I ask you, Laura, first. Typically, um, I do by time, mm -hmm. but then what's funny is I usually don't go on a time constraint because if the messages are still being channeled, mm -hmm. I'm going to go past 30 minutes. Whether Shh, they pay I'm supposed to tell people that. I know, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you consider honest. a good amount of time for a first reading? Would you say like 45 minutes, an hour is usually a good first reading? Yeah, or? usually 45 minutes, I've noticed, has been the typical time for a first reading. Yeah, that's a sweet spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Jordan? How long are, is your, because I know you do it in a different way and we'll get into that. But how long do you recommend your, your client put aside for your first reading? I recommend that my client put aside an hour and a half for an hour reading. Mm -hmm. And the first reading is going to be a 45-minute reading. Mm -hmm. And then half an hour of let's see how we can enact this, enact this into your life. Mm -hmm. You know, doing literally um, business planning or infinitives or actions. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is at that end of that point, though, that's when I split up because that's either their only reading or the next reading we have a choice of the hour and 15 minute reading and 45 minutes of intense goal setting. Mm -hmm. So it's almost and, like coaching and using the tarot as a coaching tool. Right. To pull them out to one, to give them homework mm -hmm. because what I find is if, I know I've had several, for example, astrological readings in my life. And I'm like, wow, my life has changed. And, and two weeks later, I'm like, wait, where's that recording? I, what did they say? Yeah. You know, and, and I didn't do anything with it when it was warm. But I find that when it's warm, if you start to enact it, you, you create new habits. And I think that's part of that's part of ungrieving the change mm -hmm. because these things can sometimes be huge mm -hmm. and sometimes they're just a drop of dye in the water that starts to cascade slowly through the hole. Mm -hmm. it, you never know. But So when you're doing uh, readings, and I'm going to ask you the same question, Laura, how often do you have your clients come to you when you're now doing your type of reading journal, I would think it would be more um, like on a regular basis because you're working with them on, on a specific growth pattern. Whereas sometimes a reading is just something that they need in that moment. Um, and when I first started, I had to tell people like, you will get a reading. I'm not reading you again for three months. You know, don't call it's, me. I'm not doing it. It's <laughs> funny yeah, you like say if that. I have to repeat what yeah. I already if I, and I can read their energy coming in. Yeah. If they didn't listen to the advice and, you know, cause I, like I said, Tara is a tool in my eyes and that's, you know, and if they're not listening to what the tools, you know, or tell, I'm not going to 
keep beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely got to be, a, but you know, I, I, I see where soul coaching mm-hmm. and, you know, that is needed and I'll, you know, definitely point them in somebody that can help them and guide them with, you know, mantras, mudras, anything they ask. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, what Laura said too, to me is incredibly important because I see them coming in the second session. I know just from the way they shuffle their feet, whether they're like so excited to be here because I want to show you what I did yeah. versus, yeah, yeah. versus like, um, I didn't do my homework. And I'm like, and the first thing I said, yeah, the dog ate my homework. And I'm like, I did some research. I, I'm sorry. I was a little unprivatized. I Googled you. You don't have a dog. And so, um, <laughs> That's and terrible. and my my first statement is, um, you know, I'm not your parent, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not going to give you rules, because you are over eighteen, obviously, to get this reading, and it's your responsibility, and I I don't give anything other than baseball chances, mm-hmm. so strike two, before we even start, or prove me wrong. Mm-hmm but I don't go to strike three. Mm-hmm. We will have the second reading, but I suggest you find someone who's more in tune with wanting to be sloppy. And I will literally use that word. And what I find interesting is it's honest. Mm-hmm. And they often go, well, but no one's ever supported dot right there and what happens is that opens up the second reading to not be about the first reading Mm -hmm. and that's when the first reading starts Mm -hmm. because you're discovering what's underneath what that right because the first i don't i don't interview to be to be a reader but like laura said Mm -hmm. you can tell and if someone's not doing the work i have to say it's just like i was an architect for 35 years if we're not going to end up ever building this building now, four years later, mm-hmm. you need a psychotherapist, not an architect. You just want someone to listen to you. Right. And I would fire the client. So and there, there are times where we have clients who do need to unload or do need where you're, you're talking to them a couple times and it's digging in deeper and figuring out like, okay, where's the block? Do you have the want and desire to do this? And then something makes you pull back, like you're afraid of something. Let's find out what that something is and remove it. That's a good point. Versus those that one of the, I can't stand it when somebody comes to me and they're like, oh, well, so-and-so said this and -and so-and-so said this and -and so-and-so said, why am I the sixth person that you're talking to about the same thing? And you're getting the same information from most of the people. Either mm-hmm. do something with it or stop. Yeah, because give your friends $20 by PayPal every time you talk to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but they'll go to several different readers. And I, I mean, and there are times where someone comes to me because they've gone to several different readers. They get the same stuff. And then they come to me and I say something completely different. And like, well, you're the only one who told me that. I said, well, because I think everybody's telling you what they think you want to hear. Because you're fighting for that. You're looking for somebody who's going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you the truth. 
yep, right. That's right. So, yeah, that's the main well, thing for me. It's like, I, I'm like, even when I got to deliver it, I'm like, I know you're not going to want to hear this, you know? But. <laughs> I can't sugarcoat this pizza yeah. and call it a brownie. You know, you know, I've had people, you know, like, cause I had told Geraldine that I used to read out at bars. I thought it was just a great way to interact with the collective. I loved mm -hmm. it. And, but some people would get mad. <laughs> I had, I was a good thing. I had like younger friends that were bigger. I had like little bouncers. If anybody got loud or mouthy. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. So I have a question. Has anybody had someone come to you and ask you to deliver something specific to someone they're bringing to you for a reading in order to manipulate the person in some way for good or for ill? No, sure. But I don't read for other people ever. I, I will read for that person in your life, mm -hmm. but I, it's, it's an invasion of privacy. It's no, no, I don't mean that. I don't mean that way. I mean, like I have certain people who I read the entire, I have the entire family as clients oh, okay. and there's usually a brother or a sister who might be like better off financially. So they'll be paying for the reading, but the person, the other person is actually coming to me for the reading. That's I mean, fine. That I, I call that a gift certificate. And, and then yes. the person who gave the gift <laughs> yeah. certificate doesn't have any privy because I have attorney client privilege has no privy to anything. Exactly. And if they, if they want to yeah. know, they can get a reading, but then they're going to know about them and not the person I read right. for. So how do you feel about that, Laura? Like, have you come up against that a lot? I, when I worked in, I did, I worked in bars and restaurants and clubs at times and I know people will come up to me like, well, tell this girl that we're supposed to be together and stuff. I mean, just horrible things. Oh, that's okay. Check I, your I drink, where, I honey. I see where you're going. Do not go I, home with him. I, I, you know? Sorry. I haven't really experienced that much, mm -hmm. but when I have, I've called it right out, right then and yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was it was cut quick because I'm like, no, we have no fuckery here. <laughs> yeah, I love that. No fuckery here. And we're not on NPR, so it's not a half a million dollar fine. I love that phrase. No fuckery here. Yes. So, and, and like you were saying, Jordan, I also, people get really mad at me because, you know, you have that person come to you who, you know, their their lover just left or whatever, and they're asking you, I don't mind going into, well, will they be okay? Yes, something better is coming of this. That's why you guys broke up. Like, I'm fine with that. But I'm not fine with, did they do this? Did they do that? Are they thinking this? Are they doing this? Or do they... That's their reading. That's not your reading. It's none of your business. There's a reason why you're not together. That might be well, part of it, being invasive, you know? You know, and actually, when that happens, I've had someone come to me, and they were almost like an inner trauma part that comes in where oh i need some personal self-development this thing's coming in like rage fest tasmanian devil mm -hmm. except it's this person out here except that's not my stuff right so i just always say i appreciate the intensity of your response to yourself so what storm is going on inside mm -hmm. should we pull some cards or do you already know mm -hmm. and i find that it it kind of i like hockey and I like Formula One. So it kind of cross-checks them into the blue line wall where they are now on the ice. They're not mm -hmm. standing up. But in a way where they can own it mm -hmm. and we will continue. 
or they shutter step and then they're, they're, they're kind of not defensive. It's more like they're trying um, to avoid it. They're sidestepping. Well, yeah, they're sidestepping, but in a way that starts to get kind of weak. And, mm-hmm. and, and that point I go, okay, do we see where you really don't feel strong mm-hmm. and bring them back out of it? Because honestly, to me, that's not negative. Mm-hmm. That's them being incredibly honest, except because they got cross-checked. I mean, Muhammad Ali has the best quote. Everyone is a badass and has got has great confidence until they get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know? I like and, that line and, too. Well, you know, because what happens is it shutter steps all of the beautiful synchronized wave actions you have yourself. And now, and it just, it, it literally knocks you out of the park. So, so. since we're talking in this, in this vein, um, when we're talking about the initial reading, I think, Jordan, you kind of already described what your initial readings are like and uh, what someone should expect. With you, Laura, for an initial reading, and I say initial because generally when people come to us as professionals, they become a client, whether, like I have clients who come to me every two years, I have clients who come to me once a year, I have clients who come to me every six months. So it depends on what they need and where they're at. Yep. What kind of information um, would they expect from you? Like, what are they looking for from you? And um, are there any subjects that you're more proficient with or more attuned to and that kind of thing? Like, you know, I have some people are like, I'm a relationship tarot reader. I'm, you know. Oh, right, right. No, I, I don't put myself in any box or no labels. Yeah. <laughs> but is there but, anything that your clients say, this is, you know, you're really, really exceptional with this thing? Right, yeah. I have uh, twin flames, um, soulmates, soul contracts. Um, th- things of that nature, finance, because mm-hmm. um, I am ruled by Venus, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's just natural for me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, and I really just I, I definitely just know, like I, you know, when my clients, um, a lot of times I have the same as you. They'll come in just mm-hmm. as needed, and I even offer follow up. Right. We're right. trying to work through something when they're trying to work through something, which will help their soul grow and give them that self-improvement. I will coach them through that and help them right. through that. If they need me to pull cards, you know, I, and like I said, my cards are my tools. So that's how, you know, how I go to work with them to help that person help their soul expand because, you know, at that moment they're reaching out to me with purpose, like I said, but I know their energy. If they're reaching out in desperation because they the dog ate their homework. Right. Quote <laughs> air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, I will check them on that most certainly. Exactly. So we do have a couple of questions. And and I should quickly clarify too, mm-hmm. but my my readings aren't that rigid of a coaching situation Mm -hmm. because with laura what happens is inevitably someone says well can i think about this Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah call me back next week what's our availability let's do 15 minutes pull a couple cards see where you are Mm -hmm. and the reality is most of my clients have a track record of the first reading 
the first week, mm-hmm. a secondary reading the week after, three months later, because of a holiday, <laughs> they rewarded themselves with a reading. Mm-hmm. And then after that, once a year. Mm-hmm. And, and because what happens is a good reading can last you that long. Mm-hmm. If you engage it. And the thing is, then they don't have, they, in a sense, they transcend it. After three months, six months, they're not using the cards anymore. It's all them. And right. then they come back a year later. Well, let's get some more of that fuel, you know? And so do we all I mean, teach? Laura, thoughts? I mean, sorry, pardon. Oh, go ahead. So, Laura, <laughs> how do you feel about what Jordan just said he was asking? Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I feel that, you know, you got to do check-ins and you got to make sure that they're growing on, you know, I feel that everybody's on their own journey. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I may be a teacher, but we are forever the student as well in our own way. So, and I always guide people to um, what's for their highest and best. And Mm -hmm. if I tell like i you know, might have a client reach out to me and say, oh, you know, this happened. I'm nervous and I'm, you know, nervous about this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm feeling their energy. They already know the answer. A lot That's of times they come for verification too. Yeah. Right. right. For, yeah, yeah. They just come for that confirmation. Mm-hmm. Touch so, base call kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Where, so, oh, no, you're good. Stay in there and keep on pitching. And, right. And, it's exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like keep following that intuition. And I encourage that so much. Keep following that intuition with all of my clients because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that come to me are, or, as I would call, spiritually fit. Mm-hmm. And, right. And, tapped in so they know you know once well yeah and i don't i don't charge for that piece it's like my grandfather always said stay in there and keep on pitching we're behind you no matter what and i remember one year i went but what if i'm fucking tired of pitching i just want to sit down and have some fucking popcorn you know please we're gonna be on youtube stop the f notes (laughs) so it's not npr though but but he he looked at me and he said finally and I'm like, oh, say, I don't have to stay on the mound the whole time. So it's that kind of thing where you know you have the support. So going to the spectator. So I appreciate you said that, Laura, because there's the place where then someone calls and it's like, hey, do you have five minutes? And they literally mean five minutes. It's not a brain picker reading. <laughs> They're just saying, hey, this happened, that happened. I'm thinking this, thinking this. What do you think? And I'm going, mm-hmm. I think you are so on track. And part of it is the tarot reading has put them in a place they're unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. So you as the reader are the only pe- person they really have to speak to about it. Right. So they come back to you as context and, and familiar context that's both informative but non-threatening and also confirmative or not so much. What about, and you asked him a question, but so I, I appreciate you mentioned that, Laura, because um, when they call, sometimes it's just that long. And yeah. it's kind of, it's just included with a reading. It's, it's actually expected. I call it the sales tax reading because um, it's, just, it's just included because it's there. It's going to happen. Okay. So I want to start moving you on. Mentioned we are at 820 already. And so... 
we do have some questions. And one of the things that I wanted to ask that I'm kind of curious about is what made each of you decide to become a professional reader versus just continuing to be a non-professional reader? So, Jordan, I, I always, and keep oh, it short. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, yeah. it was simple. I, I was sitting at, at my table, my dining room table, and someone saw my cards. Mm-hmm. And and they they said, um, so everyone knows you do this, right? And I'm like, well, no one knows I do this. They said, you have dozens of decks on you, on your, your bookshelf. Who who do you think of these dinner parties doesn't think you are interested in tarot? Mm-hmm. And I went. Well, me. (laughs) And they went, oh. And this person was a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And she she called her husband over. She said, honey, I think we're going to get a reading. (laughs) I haven't haven't set it up yet, but hold on. Mm -hmm. So she walked over and she said, do you sight read these decks? I'm like, well, I sight read most things. I see faces in trees. I'm an architect Mm -hmm. for Christ's sakes. Well, well, yes. If it's an image, I can tell you a story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, honey, which one calls to you? So all of a sudden, I was kind of being just like, oh. and I'm sitting there going. But what made you a professional? What but, made you decide made you to start getting? This is where yeah. the story goes. Okay. They picked, they picked the, he picked the deck and she went, no, not so much. I don't like that one. Pick another. So they went through this little game of she would approve and he yeah, all that kind of thing. They finally walked over with the deck and she said, would you do a reading? And I went, oh, sure. And I'm not even thinking about it. I'm in the sandbox. I'm like, right on, we'll pull the cards out and I'm shuffling, did the reading. And she put a hundred dollar bill on the table afterwards. And she goes, you need to close down your architecture firm or you need to add this. It's your choice. And that happened. So that's, that's where it was. And I, I just looked down and went, there was a whole thing about so I people t- started paying you is how you well, right because i did readings but i just i did readings because that's what i do but it's yeah. something so close to me that i almost couldn't fathom that this could be my profession mm-hmm. and it's almost so big and so there you can't see it mm-hmm. and, and it says it's like god concept you know it's so big and so there you can't see it and but when she set the $100 bill down, all I thought was invoice <laughs> from my architectural business. And I looked down and I looked at her and I went, oh. And she goes, what do you think? And I said, you're lowballing me. <laughs> and she said, yeah, but I already put it across the table and you picked it up. So you're bad. That's all you get. And I'm just looking at the, you know, the currency going like, so what would you charge? So what's that? my rate? And so, yeah. well, and so now, now it's one twenty for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for years it was like the 400, 500 playing up that level. Mm-hmm. My friends in New York were all 500, but I, it came to a point where I'm, I'm like, I was also an expert witness in architecture mm-hmm. in building code, planning, zoning, and special regulatory. Mm-hmm. And that was 440 an hour. But mm-hmm. 
here's the thing. I still think this, that was legitimate. Mm. That was, I read the building code chapter and verse every three years. I could try to cite it chapter and verse. I barbecued opposing counsel in 47 minutes every single time. Mm-hmm. With tarot, it only takes 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. And I feel but, like but it, I, it's almost like yeah, that's I, a part of the programming. Yeah. You know, we're programmed I, to think that we can't do that. You know, that you can't, you, tarot can't be your main source of income yeah. you know yeah that, like that's wrong or there's something wrong with um, reiki can't be right. your yeah. main source of income yeah. you know we are so programmed to think so that what made you decide well, to become a I, professional laura if i can before she goes real quick my big breakthrough was mm-hmm. my first show, solo show with a painting mm-hmm. it was a four foot by four foot diptych in oil I told them I was a virgin. I, I don't know how to price these things. I just know how to paint them. You price it. And I'll be surprised when I show up at the opening. And they put 3600 bucks on it. Dang. And at that, at that time, I'm driving a Hyundai. And I'm like, my, my car's hanging on the wall. I mean, but I tried to anti-hysterical bias. Don't be all surprised. And at the same time, I'm like, wow. You know, what, yeah. Well, that woman. The one patron who cross checks everybody came over to me and she goes, and unfortunately she knew everybody in town. She goes, I hear you painted this in an hour and a half on a Saturday afternoon. Okay, and I said, so we do have Hold people on. with questions. We want to. Yeah, let's get to it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. she, and, and I said, you know, um, that's true. You have great sources, but I don't know the point. She goes, $3,600 for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I went, Oh no, no, madam. It was my whole lifetime up to that point. Mm-hmm. So back to Laura, of, it, we're programmed to not charge. Instead, there's a quality of value. I think to a reading it's, I'm not playing the 0.25 hours quarterly. I'm recording my legal, my attorney's time. Mm-hmm or my architect's time. The reading is a reading and it has, it has a piece there. Mm-hmm. So Laura, what made you decide to become a professional? I always thought I was a professional. You could have asked me at five and I would have been like, I'm a professional. You know? well, what made you decide to start charging and make a living at it? Which is what makes it a professional. <laughs> right. Exactly. But um, I feel it was just, being um kind of guided by the universe in a sense to just help and when i asked how i was shown that way so that's when i started and um how much did you charge in the beginning oh my gosh i would charge like ten dollars i didn't even it was it and i some and i would even do them for free there was times out at the bar I did readings for free. I didn't care. I loved to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I would abs- and I was always programmed. <laughs> so that if you're you know, when you if you're gonna pick something to do, make sure you love it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, I, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, you know, and I if somebody I remember there was a few times at the bar where there I saw girls who were 
standing with our friends, you know, looking like they really needed the reading and I could mm-hmm. feel their energy and I know they didn't have money. I'd be like, here, sit down, you know, like right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah I want to talk to you. <laughs> Good so for let's you. get to these uh, questions. And so one of the, the questions we got was um, when people are new to the Tarot and they start like looking for a deck and they might find a deck that they, they like the look of, but they, they're not pulled to do an actual reading. Like they don't quite know what to do with it. Is it possible that some cards are too complicated for a beginner? Like, is it possible that um, they may go into overwhelm with certain decks? Like there's too much information in front of them. I wouldn't recommend they go in with it like a toss deck because then they really might not get the message but I, right. that they need to receive. But mm-hmm. I feel that if they go in getting a deck that they feel guided to, they're going to get the messages that they're meant if to they're, receive. Yeah, they, I think part of that is being is learning how to tap into your intuition. There are mm-hmm. certain decks that are very overwhelming. There was this one deck, I forget what the name of it was, but it was like uh, all these different pictures like pasted together and it was like a mess. <laughs> it just looked like a mess. It just really looked like a mess. And someone had given me that deck and it was like, like I can read anything, but that was a cacophony of misinformation, this deck. It just was, it just had nothing. There was no through line. It just, atrocity. it felt like yeah, it's an atrocity. That's a yeah, good word. For yeah. It, it just, it I mean, just like, felt oh. like this frenetic thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, I think there's no accounting for taste. Uh-huh. It's like, am I going to buy that artwork for $3,600 that that woman bought off the wall? Just because I, I was clever and said, Oh, it's my whole lifetime up to that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's what she wanted. She wanted, she didn't give a, about the painting. Mm-hmm. She liked the painting generally, but she wanted to make sure she could also invite the artist, the interesting artist for conversation to her dinner parties. Mm. So, so without the, my whole lifetime up to that point, mm-hmm. meaning I just four wheel drive blasted your question out of the water, mm-hmm. there was no interest. So I find if a deck disturbs you, don't buy it. If yeah. a deck resonates with you, dive into the ablution pool because that's like you just came to your own e-spa, you know? Yes. But I do feel like a lot of people, especially if you don't know how to direct and how to get into that stream, into that mindset, Yes. that yes, it can be overwhelming. Yes, some of them yeah. do appear a bit complicated and that it's best if you, if you really want to get into this, you really want to learn. I always start with the rider weight. I start with the rider weight because it's got all or the majority of the symbolism you're going to need moving mm-hmm. forward. You learn this symbolism and you could read anything because there's mm-hmm. so much in there. And it's tame. Even yes. when it's in, even when it's intense in the devil yeah. card, which is like, one of the most wonderful intense cards in the deck. Mm-hmm. It's still tame. It it presents itself to you but it doesn't force itself upon you. Yeah, it's a very civil yeah. way of speaking. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it is the core. It is the yeah. core. Yeah, what exactly. It's the other core. Decks are based on other decks are based right. on right, and they use the same type of imagery and stuff in just their artistic way. You know, that's a perfect concept. Way. I mean, it's yeah. the core. I mean, it, it, that's the nucleus. That's the place. That's our foundation. So, what is the worst question? 
that people ask or what is the worst question that somebody can ask a reader? Let's have some I fun. Think, I don't think there is no bad, there's no worse questions. I just think there's redundant ones, you know, because I, 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 you know, if somebody's coming to me, they're coming to me seeking knowledge, you know, mm -hmm. so I don't think there's a, a, a hard, you know, a horrible question, but there's redundant ones. I know? think anything <laughs> that starts with should I, Mm -hmm. Or is he? Or what am is I going he? to? Yeah, or is he? Or is she? Yeah. <laughs> is she? And I don't know if this is the worst question, but it's mm -hmm. my favorite worst question. Mm -hmm. Someone said, can you tell me what the weather is outside <laughs> with your cards? And I said, should I open the window? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Mm. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, why do cars have AM and PM on the clocks? Can't you see out the front windshield? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a different car than I do? Yeah, I that's funny. I did have, uh, when I was working in this one bar, I had these two guys walk up to me, you know, and they were being all bravado. And the one guy's like, oh, what color underwear do I have on? And, I, you know, he was like being a big dude in front of his, his friend. And I said, do you, oh, no. does you, do you really want your friend to know that you're wearing frilly women's underwear with polka dots on it tonight? Right. <laughs> he just turned me red. Yeah, that or and you know like, you're going commando. It's a trick question. So yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, you know, don't try to embarrass me. I will get you back. So Well, right. that's the thing, too, yeah. is you, you, if cross-checking a reader is like cross-checking a hockey player or right. a, comedian, a comedian. You yeah. will be the smallest person in the audience in about 6.2 seconds. Exactly. So, Except that we'll bring you back. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how about people asking about death and dying, whether they're dying, whether a friend is dying, like that kind of thing. Like, uh, how, how do you guys answer those questions about death? I, I personally find medical reading, readings to be tricky. And I find that that's one of the areas where I acknowledge that, actually, I acknowledge that my architectural liability insurance mind mm -hmm. says I'm in trouble and I need to send you to a different kind of expert. And, and I know plenty of other readers who have no problem with that. And I know for, for me, it's, it's, it's that, the acceptable risk piece for me from liability with medical um, doesn't cause me not to pull a card. I will still continue, but I still, for a lot of the next segue of the reading, I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have my own eyes on the reading mm -hmm. to know if I need to pull it out, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, medical. I think that's, that's a key point for me. Um, so how about you, Laura? Um, I usually, if the, if someone's coming to me about a loved one that's ill mm -hmm. and they're asking, um, if I'm meant to see it, they will show it to me and I will mm -hmm. relay the message if it's meant to be given mm -hmm. to them. Um, because I have no problem with that. Um, and I, I do have, a quite wild story about that. I had a friend, RJ, that um, the last time I had seen him, I was out reading at Sprout in Westchester. And I had seen him and he's like, I'm, I'm on your list because I had a mm -hmm. clipboard with the list. And 
he's like, but I'm last. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll bump you up, you know? And, um, but he came over and said he was running out, before, mm -hmm. you know, and he wasn't going to be able to get a reading. He's like, rain check, I'll call you. And um, he ended up passing. Oh. So, but it was wild because I had no problem tapping right in. Mm -hmm. And he went, it, it went through pretty quick. You know, mm -hmm. I could c contact him right away. And mm -hmm. I gave him his reading kind of like posthumously, yeah. so to speak. Oh, nice. yeah, <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, it was a really beautiful thing, too, and I, I feel grateful for that. Okay. Um, let's see. So what else do we have? So how should someone prepare for reading with you? Like, do you ask them to write down questions? Do you ask them? Like, I always tell people either you're going to want to record it or have a pen and paper ready to be able to take down notes. Know what you want to ask. But if you don't have any questions, that's fine, too. You know, it doesn't really matter because you're not asking me the questions directly, not in the beginning of the reading. Um, so what is the best way for someone to prepare for reading? I know people who tell their clients like to, they meditate first or they do this or they do that. So what do you do, Jordan? Uh, all of that. But I say, I want you to get the, there 15 minutes early. <laughs> like a doctor's not, office. And not sign in. Mm -hmm. And I want your phone off mm -hmm. and your iPad off and your laptop off and anything else that buzzes off. <laughs> and no, no, I'll just quickly check my face. None yeah. of the quickly, none of, none of. And I, I want them to actually leave mm -hmm. everything else. Because one of my chief concepts is inspect your expectations. Because you get past blind spots. You see through mirages. I call it yellow car syndrome. I mean, I, I'd never seen a yellow car, but I saw a yellow car when I went to buy a yellow car in 2005. And so I bought it. And I will swear in, on the Bible or anything else in the court of law, there were no yellow cars on the way. And there were 50 on the way home. Of course. Because yes. I'd never, I couldn't see them. And to me, it's Giorgio O'Keefe. Why do you paint your flowers so big? To force people to look. Right. And see. So yeah. what I like them to do is for at least five, I say 15, because yeah. I know I'll, I'll probably only get two or three or five. <laughs> but if I say 15, they will fail far enough to finally try. Yeah. And so for at least 180 seconds before, they've just simply been quiet mm -hmm. and they hear themselves. And I find then they hear what I say. And they hear more what they want to say. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they slough off all the questions they prepared mm -hmm. and they come with, okay, that's all a bunch of horse, blah. Um, what about this? Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's giving people the opportunity to come into a sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Because to be any good sanction, any good question, I mean, I'm an architect too, but any good question immediately builds a sanctuary. Mm -hmm. They have a temple that you don't have access to. That's all of theirs. And they may have never had that before. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of my pre is cool. I, I tell them all this stuff, but mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get the, them the quiet. Down seconds they of go quiet. In. Yeah, yeah. The quiet. How about you, Laura? 
Um, I usually don't ask that. Like, it depends on what type of reading, too. If it's like a recorded reading, mm -hmm. because I do offer that, I send a private link through YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, so that way they can watch it over and over again. Um, I like to actually do my yearly readings that way for mm -hmm. most of my clients. That way they can reference it throughout the year, mm -hmm. you know, and what advice to take if something comes up. And Yeah, and I, and I guess it depends on where you are because when we're at Paris study, it's a quick reading that's like mm -hmm. 10 to 15 minutes long. You have one person after another. So it's not like um, you have a whole lot. You're not, most of the people you haven't even spoken to before they sign up. Exactly. So coming I feel in. most yeah. of them are a little reserved too. They're yeah. kind of like, show me what you got. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's my yeah. favorite. That's my favorite. Prove exactly. To me. Right, right. Exactly. I love that. Okay, I, now I, I want to wrap well, things up because we're at your best question. We're I mean, at eight forty. So I And we're going see, to nine or we're Yeah, going? we're going to about okay. nine. Okay. So um what I would like to do is give you each like five minutes to talk about what you're offering. If you have links, put them in the chat, make sure that it is um, to everyone in the meeting so that everybody can see it. And if you don't have a link right now, make sure that you get it to me so that when I send this out to everyone who is on today, that they could get it. So I want you to do that. And then we're going to take five minutes apiece to do that. Once you're done, then we're going to put everybody else on and we're going to allow them to just simply ask us questions, whatever they want to oh, ask, cool. whichever one of cool. us they want to direct it to. Um, so, so Laura, go first, please. Go ahead, Laura. Okay, so if anybody, I'm like, well, if you want, I mean, I'm not telling you to. I mean, no, 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 no. You're okay. a reader. You can tell me. No. <laughs> I absolutely. I have four children. I absolutely know how to say no. <laughs> nice. But um, I, I do have a YouTube. I have. Um, I do have a Facebook. I am on Instagram. I'm at beautifully unique wizard ninja. Um. And I'm La La Land Tarot on Facebook, but um, I offer Holy Fire Reiki now that I'm a master. Um, thank you to Terry and Wanda as well. <laughs> um, but I offer any type of readings. Like I said, you know, um, I'm here to help um, with the purpose of service. So I'm, and I'm open for, you know, um, recorded readings, live readings, um, and I call it spiritual guidance. Spirit, you know, if somebody mm -hmm. needs spiritual guidance, I'm here. Um, but yeah, so do you I have a website with office. everything, or do you just do? No, I don't have a website. Google yet. your name. Um. Yeah, and I was actually. Yeah, I have to figure out how to do the whole links thing. <laughs> okay, so if they're looking for you on YouTube and stuff, do they look for Laura Harwood, or do they look for? Yeah. What do they, they look would for? look for? They would look for La La Land Tarot with the cosmic eye. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna have to get that to me. And so the same on Facebook. And the same on Facebook. Yeah, and it's the same on Facebook. It okay. looks it looks the same exact on Facebook and just on Instagram. It's beautifully unique wizard ninja. 
And I just have card pulls there. I don't like actively do stuff because like I said, I do have four children. I can't, I'm not a But how do people queen. schedule with you is the question. How do they schedule with you? How do they get in touch yeah. with you? To schedule, yeah, to schedule with me, the best way would be my cell phone. Um, and la la land throw at gmail.com. All right. What's your cell phone number? So we can put it on. Oh, no. You know what? Don't give it over there. I'll send that out. Oh. Um, you right. can mask, mask that to, Email. To, to screen the, right. Yeah. Screen the spam. Okay. So you're up, Jordan. Well, I have um, Jordan Hoggard, J-O-R-D-A-N-H-O-G-G-A-R-D.com. Okay. And I'll send you all these links. I'm also on Instagram at Land of Mysterium, S M Y S T E R E U M, which is Tarot in the Land of Mysterium, my the deck that I published with Schiffer in 2011. I'm on Facebook as Jordan Hoggard. I have about six pages on Facebook, mm -hmm. but I took a five year radio silence that ended in March of this last year, mm -hmm. and I still honestly. And I'll, I'll hop on Laura's side. I still honestly don't know how to work the new whatever it does to edit and make them like, wow, that's a professional thing. Um, so I've got six, I laugh that I've got six pages that I'm syndicating my blog to every time I blog and I get comments. I, I can't find them. So, um, so I, I, I've got a lot there. But so I, me on Facebook, just J Jordan Hoggard. Uh, my website, jordanhogger.com. Mm -hmm. um, I have on my site, I have shop imagine action. Mm -hmm. And right now, if you search my blogs and just type in coffee currency, mm -hmm. you'll probably coffee find currency. coffee currency. There's a one particular post and it's not in the shop. So some people could pay for them and not know. But if you see coffee currency, and actually put a space between coffee and currency when you type it in just for people out there. Um, they'll, a, a blog will pop up and I've got my conf, coffee currency shop and the six eBooks I have there that I've published since May, just download them for free. Oh, if you cool. like them, if you like them, buy me a coffee, three bucks, mm -hmm. you know, or nine or whatever, or, buy me a coffee and then download them or download all six for free and then don't ever read them. And because you like downloading stuff for free, I, you know, it's the kind of, you know, I, I see so many things with the stats that are so funny. It's like people yeah. download and it's like crickets and things then, that are free. People generally don't read is that well, well, because you, I, you, I worked with uh, a publishing company. So there's yep. different ways that you, you price things and everything. The lower something is priced, the less likely it is that it will be read. It might be bought, but it's not going to be read. And like on uh, Amazon, if you're priced under $3, then you get less of a percentage of it because it costs them money to you know keep the servers up and do all that kind of stuff. So all that is that. But um, and, and I agree, you get what you pay for, except this summer... <laughs> Um, the architect in me said, shed the form, shed the pretty, shed, shed the, make it all this and that. And oh my God, what are my sales stats? I'm like, yeah. no, I need to write. And mm -hmm. so I decided that 
Yeah, people will get what they pay for, but that's their responsibility. Right. So mine. you sent me an email that had um, links on it and stuff to a certain. Yeah. Let's see. Um, a tarot spread, the Quaternal Journey to the Emperor that you said you were going to give everybody free today. Yeah, that's there too. So let's you can, see. Yeah, you, if you actually, if you pop that link in, I think I gave you the coffee currency blog too. Because I, what I realized is, you get what you pay for, but I'm an internationally known tarot published artist. And mm -hmm. um, guess what? Um, that's done. I mm -hmm. ticked that box. And I will say my work's not selling. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is the people who have looked at it have loved it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let people just try it out. I don't know what the PayPal, the paywall problem is. So what I really did is also, I have to say, this is selfish. Make them free. Mm -hmm. So I have to make more. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so they can find the you on Amazon also. Yes. And so we have all that. Uh, Laura, are you giving anything away today? Uh, yeah, it was the 10% off. Any reading, book, oh, and nice. a reference that they were here at this party. Nice. <laughs> so you're 10% off of readings. And were you going to do a raffle for a free one? Did I hear that for all the participants today? Yes. Oh, how cool. I like your stuff more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. That's good stuff. I don't mean to my work, but I, I was spending too much time on stats. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it was interfering with me working, with spending time on marketing on something that wasn't moving yet. <laughs> So uh, it's one of those, let the baby graduate, go out in the world and let them be and, and turn back around to me. I realized I was kind of using the lack of stats as an excuse. So um, when you realize, it's funny when you read yourself as a reader and go, <laughs> and go excuse me, did, did you hear what you just said? Did you hear what you just said? And you go, oh, maybe I should, okay, maybe I should listen to that. Yeah, so I am giving away access to the first lesson in my Soul of Tarot course, and you will get that link once I upload everything and I, I get all the information from Laura and jo uh, Jordan, and I will send everything to you guys, and we really appreciate you being here today. So I'm going to stop the recording now, and we're going to thank everybody for coming. Laura Harwood, who is La La Land Tarot, and Jordan Hoggard, who... Thank you. What is the name of yours again? I'm sorry. <laughs> inner, inner Gold Emanations. Inner Gold name. Emanations. I, I had to think about it, because it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's only one month old. Uh, oh, there you go. It's 22 years old, like my other business, so I okay. changed the name. It just, so it, thank you thank for being you, here, and we are going to ask everybody to um, unmute, and if you guys have any questions at all, either about business, about Tarot, about anything that we do, uh, direct it to whichever one of us you want to answer, and then we can talk. So I'm going to stop the recording now. Thank you.